John chapter 15. This is a continuation. I just want to read a couple of verses. I'm going to talk a lot more than two verses, but I'm just going to read two. Verses 6 and 7. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Amen. I want to talk to you on this thought this morning. Disconnecting causes decrease. Disconnecting causes decrease. Amen? You can be seated this morning. Let me give you a quick summary of what we're going to talk about in case I don't get to all of it. That happens sometimes. Amen. But when we talk about the word abide, we're talking about uh, to remain or to stay around. Uh, people in the natural have a hard time with abiding. Uh, and I'll explain that in just a moment. The remaining, the Bible teaches us, is evidence that salvation has already taken place. If you're saved, you can stay. Come on. If you're saved, you can stay. Amen. But you understand what 1 John 2.19 says. Now, that scripture, everybody knows it. I think we can quote it, but let's just look at it for just a moment. It says this, they went out from us. They. Who are they? Those who could not abide. The Bible says, but they were not of us. They couldn't hang with us. For they, if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Amen. It's like your arm disconnecting from the body. And if it's still an arm that belongs to you, it'll pretty much stay with you. Pretty much. Amen. But he goes on to say this. He said, they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Now, Mark chapter 3, verse 14 says that when Jesus calls his disciples to him, the 12, he said that they would be with him. When you are called to Christ, you are called to what? Be with him. That doesn't mean hang around occasionally. Amen. So the Bible says that the fruit or the evidence of salvation is continuous of service uh, to him and to his teaching. John chapter 8 verse 31 says that those who, to Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, if you abide. Now notice each time he says this, he says if. Now, I could give you a lot of ifs, but none of them are church worthy. Uh, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple. If you are. If you are. Amen. That means that in order for you to be a disciple, you have to stay. You have to abide. Amen. So he goes on to say this. He said, uh, you are my disciples indeed. 
Now, Colossians chapter 1, uh, I've got verse 21 here, but it should be 23. 23 says that you are to continue in the faith. To continue in the faith. You can't stop believing. This is what happens to so many of us. We, we, we believe for a season, and of course, then we drop off. Then uh, 1 John 2.24, which is, I think, the, uh, the icing on the cake. It says, therefore, uh, let that abide in you, which you heard when? When did you hear the word? When you got saved. That word that you heard, that word that you heard caused you to be saved. And the Bible says that if you abide in that word, he says, uh, if what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and the Father. That is so simple. It's like breathing. If you heard the word, you received the word, then the word that you heard will keep you saved, and the word that you've heard that will keep you saved will keep you abiding. I don't know any other way to say it. That's probably time for the benediction then. But I know that ain't enough for you all. So the Bible goes on to say one more thing here. It says the abiding believer is the only legitimate believer. He who endures till the end. You, if you just stick around for the fish and the loaves, when the fish is gone and the bread is molded, you're on your way out the door. Amen. I can't talk about what I want to talk about, but I really want to talk about it. <laughs> don't, don't egg me on, because I, I, I got to stay on task here. Uh, I already received word that, that last week somebody stayed on messaging. Y'all got out of here on time. I would just say thank God, because that ain't going to happen today. Just, 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 just so you know that. My son has short stories. I have in-depth stories. <laughs> so he said the abiding believer is the only legitimate uh, believer. Abiding and believing are actually addressing the same issue. And we're talking about genuine salvation. Hebrews chapter uh, 3. Hebrews chapter 3 says this. Uh, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. Uh, you are part of the house of God. Amen. And he says, if you hold fast. And I just like to paraphrase and say, if you abide in that confession. And then verse 14 says, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold to the beginning of of our confidence steadfast to the end. So again, the Bible says, if you stay, you will grow. Amen. Amen. Now, the only reason that people leave is because they can't stand the pressure. Now, I'll get to the pressure later, but that's not where I want to go just yet. Now, uh, true believers obey the Lord's command and they submit to his word. John chapter 14, verses uh, 21 through 23 says, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. You might want to remember that. 
See, love is a sign that you're keeping the word. It's like, it's like being married, right? You keep your vows because you love the person you're married, <laughs> right? Right. Go on. There you go. Speak up. <laughs> it is he who loves me. He says, and he who loves me will be loved by my father. So here's what he's saying. He's saying, if you love the Lord, then you love God himself. Amen. And then the Bible goes on to say this. If you do, the Lord will manifest himself to you. So this is how we get answered prayer. Amen. So the, uh, 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 the Bible talks about the, the, the abiding believer. Then verse 22 says, Judas, not Iscariot, uh, said to him, Lord, how will you manifest yourself? Verse 23 answers that. He said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Wow. The Bible says if you love Jesus and you love his word, that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will come and, and, and move in your house. <laughs> How about that? Wouldn't it be something that he was sitting there in the living room and every time you need something, Jesus, can you hook me up? I mean, that's how, in our neighborhood, that's how we talk. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? Though. So, so in, in summary, you know, it, summary doesn't mean at the end. That means I'm just. <laughs> so because of their commitment to God's word, they are rooted, I mean, excuse me, devoted to his will. And so their prayers become fruitful. If you stay in God, you can get an answer to your prayer. Amen. Listen, if you stay, you can get an answer. Amen. If you stay, you can get an answer. Now, wouldn't it be something if, if, if you asked me if you could uh, uh, borrow $1,000 and while I was thinking about it, you left? Now, I don't know what my answer would have been while you were standing there, but I know what it's going to be. Are y'all? <laughs> so, 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 so what we're saying is, if you stay in Christ, then you get the benefits of being a Christian. All right, now, let's go ahead and put some meat on the bone. When it talks about uh, if you, if a man, if, if, if a man abides, then the Bible says that he's talking about professors, not doers, people who say they're saved. These are people that uh, 2 Timothy talks about in 3 and 7, that they are ever learning, but never coming into, and, and I like to say it this way, we like to say coming into the knowledge, but coming into fruit bearing. You, you understand? You're always, always uh, uh, you know, producing leaves, but no fruit. You're like the fig tree. You look like you ought to have something, no, come on now. <laughs> so they, they, don't know, they don't know of any, anything that will make them have a real connection. You know, can I just go off for just one minute? Everybody had a job in here once upon a time somewhere? 
Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, now, now listen to me. Most people worked on a job for years, but they never really liked the job. What would make you stay on a job that you don't like? Come on, listen to me now. What would make you stay on a job that you don't like? Can I answer it for you? Because I know some of you are kind of pondering that thing. You develop some bad habits. You like eating regular, <laughs> sleeping indoors, huh? Riding in your own car. You develop some bad habits. So, so now you got to feed those bad habits. You stay on the job because the job meets your needs, so you think. But listen to what I'm saying to you. Most people who are of sound mind, you know, it's like we're making a wheel now. If you are of sound mind, you don't quit a job unless you got one to go to. And this is where you really go up, but I'm going to stay. I'm stay. <laughs> so therefore, therefore, you stick with the, 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 the job that you don't like. Amen. Now, here's how, here's how this works with the church that you don't like. You like the way I did that? <laughs> You're in a church that meets your needs. Oh, what? What the preacher say? You're in a church that meets your need, but you don't like it. So before you, quote, quit the church, you ought to find one that meets your needs. Amen? Now, your needs are not material because they're being met here. Your needs are not spiritual because they're being met here. So what needs... Are you trying to meet? Now, can I tell you what it is? You, wanna, you want a job, church, that you like. Working with people you like. Now, if you are a faithful employee, you show up every day, punch in on time, most time. Don't punch out early. Most time. But you stay. And you stay. And if you stay long enough, guess what happens? You get promoted. Somebody say, well, how is that possible? Well, everybody else is gone. <laughs> no. I'm only teasing. But the reason that you get promoted because even though you don't like the job, you know the job. Yes. And the more you work that job, you, the better you get at it. Yes. And the longer you've been there, somebody will recognize, hey, so-and-so is really good at this. They don't ask you, do you like your job? Then nobody ever asks you that. But if the job is being done and it's been being done in a proficient way, somebody recognizes that. And when they recognize it, you get promoted. Huh? When you get promoted, watch this now. When you get promoted, guess what? 
Now all of a sudden it becomes real. You know, I could do this again. And if you're like me, I always think when I go to a job, I can run this joint. That's the added. No, y'all ain't getting this. My attitude is I can run this. Huh? And if you are smart, you will observe what successful people do. If you are smart in your church job, <laughs> you will observe what successful people do. People who are being blessed. If you stay in that position long enough, watch this now, you will be able to get and give answers. Wow. You mean you can talk to the boss. You can talk to the boss and he answers back. All because you stayed on the job. Are you still with me? Watch what scripture says. Now I love this because when the Bible puts it out there, you know, you kind of hard to argue with it. The Bible says in verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch. Wait a minute. Notice he says as a branch. <laughs> it's a branch. You're not, you're not part of the body. You're not connected. He said you're a cat. As a branch. Well, I was once connected, you know, to the source. And when I was connected to the source, in other words, if I'm connected to an apple tree, when people saw me, they say, oh, that's, that's an apple tree. When I'm laying on the ground disconnected, people say, that's a branch. I don't know what it goes to. I don't know whose job he goes to. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm just talking. Are y'all following me? So he says, failure to remain rooted in the Lord results in complete removal from the plant and the branch will wither and die. Now, here's something that I need you to remember when I go through this next part. Jesus, as he is speaking, is speaking from his perspective. He's speaking as Lord of creation. Come on. He is speaking uh, as the agent of redemption. Jesus has all power. So when he's speaking about abiding and not abiding, he's speaking from his perspective. Now, now let me see if I can make this work for you. When Jesus is speaking this, he's saying the old theory, once a branch, always a branch, does not work here. Because he says himself that you can be cut off. Now, here's what he's saying. He's saying that from Jesus' perspective, as long, keep this in mind now, as long as you abide in him, then you remain saved. 
a little slow over here. Got to go over here to the amen corner. As long as you stay connected, you remain saved. But sometimes you don't, here we go, you don't feel connected. What they got to do with anything? See, this right here is a lesson for the whole church. You think that because you feel some kind of way, that you are some, some, some position in Christ. This ain't about feeling. This is about fact. And the fact is that if he says that as long as you abide, you are saved. Now, saved does not mean that I do everything a certain way. Look, most of you, we talk about the job. Can I go back to the analogy one more time? You don't do everything right on your job. Uh, you might take a pen home occasionally. If you're from the hood, you probably take home the whole computer, but that's, that's beside the point. But <laughs> piece by piece, still a key every day. <laughs> I'm going to take the A today. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. You live in a one-room apartment. You got a copier. You got a printer. <laughs> Laptop. <laughs> Office supplies. <laughs> but let's just say, let's just say, even with all that, you stayed on the job. Y'all ain't listening to me. Eventually, you, do, you get that promotion. Now, all of a sudden, watch this. You the boss. Ain't going to be no more stealing. Now, y'all a little slow, but you're going to get this now. You, you, <laughs> you got promoted. Now, now you the office supply police. Now, 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 now things change now. What changed? You grew up. You abided long enough to change. You stayed connected long enough for your change to come. Yeah. Now I'm having a lot of fun with this, but but this here, this here, as folks say, this here is some serious stuff. Now Jesus said this. He says that. When a person does not abide, that he gets to die twice. You will die physically, but he said there's an eternal death also. Amen. We look at uh, Revelations chapter 20. Here's what the Bible says. It says, uh, then death, verse 14, death, Hades, death, Hades, uh, and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And some people say, well, Pastor, my name is in the book. 
Well, your name, listen now, your name is not written in indelible ink. <laughs> you understand that? That as you drift away, it will start to fade. Amen? So the Bible says that if you disconnect from the vine and you stay connected, uh, disconnected long enough, he says, don't be surprised if, number one, you start to experience divine discipline. I say, what's divine discipline? Stuff ain't working like it did. I can't pay my bills like I used to could. Used to could. Uh, <laughs> Stuff is breaking down in my house. Yep. Divine discipline. What? Somebody say, well, why, why, why would that? God wouldn't do that. No, he ain't doing it. He's just saying that, that you ain't connected, and because you're not connected, there ain't no blessing to keep it from happening. Right? Then the, the Bible says the second thing that happens uh, uh, is that, that you, you start to... Uh, Excuse me. You start to get burned because when the sun comes out, uh, you know what happens. You start to dry up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the third step is that you see your spiritual life starts to wither. Once the heat comes, you're not connected. See, you can have one event in your life and use up all your spiritual reserves when you're not connected. You ever notice that some people go through uh, great life-changing events and come out unscathed, and other people are completely destroyed? One has a connection. So yes, I've gone through this. It hurt. It was difficult, but I made it. Other people are not connected, and because they're disconnected, when you go through it, you think you're still connected, so you pull up all the reserves you have, and you just, just you, you can't go on. Hmm? Now, I, I, I am not qualified to talk about depression, but I am qualified to talk about spiritual depression. And what I will tell you is that when you are disconnected, the first thing that happens to you is you recognize how far you are from the source. Because you begin to think about how you once. Y'all had that discussion? Well, there was a time when, but it ain't working anymore. It's because all the sap that you had when you were connected is used up once you were disconnected and there is no replenishing. Hmm? Now, I'll tell you what's interesting. How much time I got? Oh, Lord. I, hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to... First of all, when people say, and a lot of people say, that they're saved, 
They're not. Okay. I've talked about this for eons. And the Bible says that the way that you know that you're saved is that you remain in Christ till the end. You remain in Christ till the end. So before I get to that, and I got, because I don't want to miss these things I'm supposed to give you. <laughs> there are five things that, 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 that happens when you disconnect. Let me give them to you, then I can talk about this other. Here, number one is you're cut off from Jesus. You no longer have a right or a title to him or to his salvation. Isn't it amazing that, that you can pray a prayer and, and, and it seems to stop right at, you know, the ceiling and nothing happens? You're cut off. Secondly, the Bible says you're with it. You're deprived of all the influences of God's grace and spirit. You lose your heavenly unction and you become indifferent, cold, dead, and every holy spiritual work or word, it, it irritates you. That's, that's what I call spiritual depression. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Huh? Y'all ain't never been there, have you? Why you always got to talk about the word? Don't you know anything else? Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? Number three, this is the part I like. He's gathered, the Bible says. He becomes, uh, because of the judgment of God, again united with backsliders like himself. Have you all noticed? Now, I don't know any of these people. I, can't, I repent, Lord. That's a lie. <laughs> I do know a bunch of them. Okay. I, I didn't want to say that I knew them because then you might know that I know them and I don't want you to know that I know them and they still ain't doing right. But the Bible says that you be reunited with backsliders. You ever notice that the people who leave church always hang with people who left church? Huh? Huh? Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. And a glory to God. Huh? You ever wonder why, as folks say, that is? Hmm? Now, I say I do know some, so I know you know some too, don't you? Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, these people think they're saved, but they're workers of iniquity. Hmm? See, I have a problem with folks who were in church, who hang with folks who are no longer in church, and they themselves are not in church. Romans 1 and 28 says that, you know, he says that, that you, 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 you give yourself over to a de, uh, debased mind. And the Bible says that uh, uh, this is what's so important. <clears throat> Every backslider I know who was once a part of this ministry blames me for the being black backslidden. Oh, come on now. Y'all didn't you, I, let me try it one more time. Cause you act like you didn't hear what I said. Every backslider I know, I don't know them all, but every backslider I know blames me for their backsliding. See, that's like, uh, 
That's like playing the lottery in your mind. Now, now listen, every week you look at them Powerball power, uh, power numbers, right? And you say, mm, man, I wrote that one down. Mm, I got, mm, man, I got them all. I got the Powerball too. What did you win? What did you win? Let me try it a third time. What did you win? Why did you not win? You got to be. Number four, he's cast into the fire. That means he's separated from God's people, from God himself, and from the glory and, and power of God. That means that uh, these are the people that still quote scriptures and act like they're you know, praying for you. Don't let them pray for you. My God, don't let them pray for you. Oh, no, no, no. Please don't let them pray. And can I tell you something else while I'm on the subject? I might as well just go all whole hog out here. Stop putting stuff on Facebook about your health. Stop. Do you not know that most people on Facebook ain't praying for you? As a matter of fact, they're praying against you. Why do you put your stuff out there? Because they can't help you. Hey, man, why would you want some electronic Neanderthal to, 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 to control your destiny when there are people sitting right around you live, human beings, that have the anointing to pray for you. Don't put your stuff out there. Everybody don't like you. I know you, they don't like you. Yeah, I heard that, that they had a bad heart. Uh, I knew that all that stuff they used to do, they, they will mess up the heart anyway. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to pray for them, Lord. You don't want that. <laughs> when I was younger and I was a little more harsh, I would say, you're going to die if you do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I try not to say that now. Number five says he's burned. That means he's eternally tormented. Listen, not by the devil, but with the devil. Do you understand this? <laughs> you know, you have a lifetime of torment as a result of not being connected. So now, now that you got those five things and y'all can run them again a little later so they can get them all. I want to talk to you about the question that everybody has. Uh, when you ask the question, uh, how do I know if I'm a Christian or not? How do I know if I'm saved or not? Uh, everybody asks that question. Well, first of all, let's just say that this parable tells us exactly how this worked. Judas, at first, was a true apostle. But he did not abide in Christ. And he was cast forth as a branch. You remember, he hung himself. Amen. Most people don't go out and hang themselves, but they do die a slow, painful death. Amen. Now, <clears throat> The Bible says that uh, salvation for every man hangs on two words, uh, uh, two questions, rather. If you answer these questions properly, you, you know whether you're saved or not. 
First, are you in Christ? Do you even know what that means to be in Christ? Are you still connected? Are you still, listen, are you still on the job? You're going to work every day, doing what you're supposed to do. Amen? The second question you have to ask is this one. Are you remaining in Christ? Am I doing those things? Now, here's what happens to mess people up. People say that uh, if you are uh, not perfect, then you have backslidden. Listen, salvation has to do with what you believe, not how you behave. Amen. Please remember this. It's what you believe, not what you behave, how you behave. If you believe that Jesus, in fact, is Lord of Lord and that he has, he has said that you are in him and he said that no one could ever pluck you out of the father's hand. And he said that if you love me, you will keep in uh, 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 fellowship with me and I will stay in fellowship with the father and you and we will always be together. That's why uh, Jesus said in John 17, he says, all that you have given me, I have kept. He says, I've only lost one, and that was only that scripture would be fulfilled. Amen. I, I shared with my wife the other day that in 33 years, we only lost four leaders in 30, 33 years. That, that didn't leave right. Only four. Only four. Amen. I think that's remarkable. Considering the thousands and thousands of people that have been through this ministry. Everybody that left, left right, except for those four. I'm not talking about members. I'm talking about leaders. Are y'all following me? I'm not talking about members. Members come and go because you don't know if they're connected or not. But I'm talking about leaders, people that, that, that you labored with, people that, that you know, you, they put their feet under your table and you put their feet under their, that's what I'm talking about. Huh? Your churn stay with me, I have my churn stay with you. Y'all know what? We were tight. And then one day, they walked away and Jesus said it this way in John 6, 66. They went back and walked with him no more. <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. So y'all pray for me. Pray, pray for your past. I believe that those four people have mental issues. Because nobody would do that. Would they? Look at y'all. See, y'all know some of you going. Okay, I'm going to go one step further. Y'all, you should have responded a little better. <laughs> I also told my wife this, and she told me not to do it, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I believe that those four people we're talking about, they need prayer. And when you all pray for them, now I'm not talking about publicly, but when we go Intercessory prayer, Saturday morning prayer. You have to call them by name if you want something to change. Amen. You can't just say, well, brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, we pray that the Lord will, will, will touch their life. No. If you want people to be 
recall from the jaws of the devil, then you got to do some spiritual warfare. And you got to say, in the name of Jesus, I speak to pastor, uh, deacon, minister, Butterbean, and, and I, I command the devil to release him right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to do that. Y'all scary. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You can't let people go to hell just because you want them to hurt their feelings. Because. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to quit. I, I ain't finished. I know I'm going to quit, though. I'm going to stop. I got some more for next week. They looking at me funny. <laughs> because if you don't do this, their blood is on your hands. Do you understand? It is your responsibility. God now holds you responsibility for uh, responsible for their deliverance. Because you wouldn't pray for them. Remember what I said. They were your friends. They were close to you. And now you just say, well, I called them. What? I got creditors that called me. I ain't moved by that. Huh? Am I right? No, you had to tarry. Go by the house. Ambush them on the way to the store. I'm telling you what, if you hang around Walmart long enough, you'll find everybody you missing. Now, let me finish this, th this thought, and I'll stop here until next week. The Bible says that when you answer those questions, the question should always be yes. If your answer is yes to those questions, it says that your salvation is absolutely secure, and there's no way you can be lost if you are being in Christ and remain in him until your probation ends. You remember I told you? Two weeks ago about probation. See, you on probation until the day you die. Huh? And Jesus said, oh, you made it. <laughs> until then, somebody's looking out for you. <laughs> Revelation chapter 14, the Bible says this. Uh, in verse 13, the Bible says, then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. What did that say? The dead. The what? When do you get to rest? Now you're scared again. Come on now. See this thing? That's revelation. That's what it says, right? And then it says your works follow you. Okay, I'm going to stop here because I done made them all mad. <laughs> Trying to tell me oh, I can't stop till I die. Well, why would you want to stop? 
before you die. Huh? Now, let me tell you why people have a problem. I'm going to jump right to the end of this part, and I'll show you this because it's so important. I said, to, to, uh, said this to you earlier. The reason people uh, don't, don't stay is because of persecution. They can't handle persecution. You all understand that, right? What, let me give you these scriptures now, and I'll talk about them more next week. Matthew chapter 13, verse 21 says, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while, only for a while, only for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So the first problem we have is that we don't like the word. Amen? Second uh, Thessalonians uh, 2 and 10 uh, says that, that if you don't have a love for the word, uh, you're going to have a debased mind. All right? The second scripture is, is, is uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 30. It says, uh, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. That's the blessings just overflowing. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land. With persecution. You don't get the blessing without some Persecution. You understand? You want that new car. You know how hard it is to save your money? That's, that's persecution. You need a down payment and you need, you need, you know, you want to hang with everybody else and you need new clothes and come on. So you have to tighten up some things and it, it's uncomfortable for you? Okay, all right. Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution? None of these things should keep you from your relationship with Christ. Amen. And last but not least, 2 Timothy 3 and 12 says this, Yes, and all who desire to live godly. Now, notice scripture says, who desire to live godly. In Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You want to get by unscathed? All right, here we go. You're going to die. You're going to go through something? It changes. Listen, I'm told, and I don't, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, I'm not supposed to be practicing medicine. But there are certain organs that you can transplant, and I, I think the kidney is one of them, that changes your DNA. You get somebody else's kidney, you get their DNA. Oh, that too deep. Where you going with that? <laughs> John chapter one, uh, John, James <laughs> chapter one, uh, verse 21. Uh, John chapter one. Verse 21, I'm waiting. John chapter uh, James, I'm going to say it right. <laughs> it says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meek meekness the what? Implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So if it takes out the, the, the part of you that's not working, that's not functioning, and he puts in 
Christ, then that word becomes implanted. I think the King James says engrafted. You know how they do skin when you get a burn. They take skin from somewhere else and put it there. And that skin then becomes the same as your skin. Y'all got this? So the Bible says then that this change is the same change that happens to us when the word replaces our own selfish motives. So I have a different DNA now because my DNA now is that of Christ. When that changes, when this, 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 this exchange comes in, in my body, then what happens is that my mind is renewed, my body is made whole, and look, I can stay because now with salvation, I have the power to remain saved. You have the power to remain saved. Amen? Amen. All right, stand up on the feet. Y'all rising mighty slow. You must think I'm going to do some more. I got more now. I stopped. <laughs> I want to pray for you. Before I pray for you, I just need to tell you some things. That God loves us so much that no matter where you've been, what you've done, no long how, how long you stayed there, or how much of it you did, he is still faithful. The Bible says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just, not only, you know, to forgive me, but he to clean me up. So I want, to, I want to tell you, this is what I want to pray for you today. I know you have your own ideas and your own notions about uh, abiding. Because you think that when it's comfortable, you know, it's right. No. No. I remember as a, uh, a young police officer, the first thing they teach you about rolling fingerprints is that if you want a good print, you have to always go from uncomfortable to comfortable. You understand that? You have to always go from uncomfortable to comfortable. I believe that Jesus, when he's trying to grow us up, he wants us to go from uncomfortable to comfortable. That means that some things happen in our life and we don't understand why. We don't even know how we got in the mess that we're in because we thought we were living holy. But the fact of the matter is, the Bible says that you're in the process of growing to the place that he wants you to be. It is a process. That's why you have to stay through the process. One of the things I've noticed here lately, uh, I try to watch some of these crazy movies. You know, movies are getting really crazy. And I find uh, my wife and I looking at each other in the movie. The ending, what, what happened? What happened? Really? It's like something's supposed to be. I figured they must have made them all during the pandemic and they couldn't come up with an ending, so they just cut the movie out. But, but listen to what I'm saying to you. Sometimes we don't stay to the end. We don't see what the solution to the problem is. That's why you got to stay. You have to abide. Amen? So, I want you to, uh, no, we can't do that.
Look at somebody. <laughs> Can't do much else. And while we're praying for them, let your eyes be the point of contact. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the brother, the sister that I am now engaged with. God, I believe that you are speaking directly to them for me. God, I believe that you have the answer I need for my life. So, God, I thank you for sending this person to minister to me today. God, I'm asking you right now that you would allow that person to participate in my redemption. God, that you would cause them to speak to my situation in such a way that deliverance comes. And God, I believe that you have the power to make it happen today. God, I believe that everything that we do here today will begin a new chapter in our lives. God, I thank you even for the persecution that we're suffering. God, we know that it is out of that tribulation that blessings come. So, God, we thank you that we are a blessed people. God, we give you praise for it. Now, God, we ask you to reclaim, to restore, to bring back all that have been held captive by the devil. God, we release them from the bondage of their sin and their misunderstanding. God, we pray that you would cause them to have an epiphany. Right now, God, let them see you in the midst of their circumstance and know that it is you and you alone who can speak to their circumstance. God, we ask you to bring them back to your house where they can be ministered to, and we thank you for it. Let this anointing flow even as we leave this place. Let this anointing be such that when we speak, when we look with the same eyes that we're using now, let this anointing begin to flow to their hearts so that change will come. And God, I thank you for it. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.